Hey guys, on this, the pilot episode of the Weekly Havoc, I talk with Havoc Journal owner Charlie Faint and Havoc Journal Chief Marketing Officer Elisa Suderman about the origin story of Havoc Journal, about why we're doing the podcast, and then we also hear stuff about biker bars and IVs and shitting your pants from drinking too many rippets. It's going to be amazing. I'm Christopher Paul Meyer. This is the Weekly Havoc. Welcome to the pilot episode of the Weekly Havoc, a roundtable discussion of the week's events from the staff and writers at Havoc Journal. So normally we would get into the week's events. We talk about topical things, opinions, news pieces, what have you, but this is the pilot episode. So this is going to be what we like to call evergreen content. It's going to be stuff that hopefully will be so rich with lasting permanent wisdom and profundity that it will still be relevant whenever you're listening to it at any point in the lifespan of this podcast. So we're not going to talk about topical stuff like J.J. Watt getting traded to the Cardinals. We're not going to talk about Andrew Cuomo or the revolution in Myanmar or anything like that. So to keep it evergreen, I figured who better to have on than the head honchos at Havoc Journal. So to that end, I've invited on first Charlie Faint, who <laughs> has the longest bio and the most uh, most bullet points of a bio I think a human being could have. He is an active duty Army intelligence officer. He is the deputy director of the Modern War Institute at West Point. He has previous assignments throughout Army Special Operations, including, of course, JSOC. He has seven deployments in addition to operational tours in Egypt, the Philippines, and Korea, hopefully just south, maybe. Uh, he has three master's degrees, including, uh, I think, at least one from Yale. Um, and he made a point of saying it was from Yale. He didn't take the humble brag approach of saying uh, this was just from New Haven. Um, that, oh, yeah, I went to school in New Haven for a little bit. No, he actually went to Yale, in case anyone had any doubts. He is currently a PhD candidate. He is the executive director of the Second Mission Foundation. And on top of it all, he is the owner of Havoc Journal. Charlie, welcome. Hey, thank you so much, Chris. Appreciate you having us on our show. And we are also joined by Elisa Suderman, the chief marketing officer of Havoc Journal. She has dual degrees from the University of Northern Colorado. Her degrees are account, account, or sorry, journalism and advertising and communication and human studies, which if you're like me, you think that sounds like four degrees, but Elisa has assured me it is not four degrees. It's actually two degrees. Yes. And journalism and advertising, communications, and human studies all have a reciprocal relationship that means they only have one degree for each of them. Correct. I don't know. I went to public school. Point being, <laughs> uh, Elisa comes from a long line of military vets that goes all the way back to the American Revolution. That does not mean, however, you are allowed to call her an army brat. She hates the word army brat. Correct. So I'm sure so we'll try to circle back and call her army brat as many times as possible throughout <laughs> the rest okay. of the show. Um, so when I asked Elisa, <laughs> when I asked her for her bio, um, her bio really gave me more questions than answers. One of the biggest things was she said that she met Havoc Journal founder Marty Scovland and Havoc Journal writer Leo Jenkins at a bar 
in Denver, Colorado. And that's how she came on board with Havoc Journal, which opens up a world of possibilities. So Lisa, let's start there. I got to ask you, what bar was this? Why were you there? How did this happen? What's the backstory? Yes. So uh, in Denver, they do a monthly Army Ranger breakfast. And uh, that weekend, it was February of 2014. And they were actually uh, having, I believe, around 75 Rangers in the Denver area at one restaurant. And they were trying to get a chapter of the Killer Man Sons Motorcycle Club into the Denver area. And they had to do the whole meet other motorcycle clubs to try to allow them to come into Denver. And unfortunately they were not able to do that, but that's how I met Marty and Leo. And I knew I just needed to be part of Havoc and wanted to be part of what was then Blackside Concepts. And so I kept in touch with them for, you know, the next six months. And then um, right after they released Violence of Action with Charlie, that's when kind of that partnership with them really started, I suppose, for my my journey into the Havoc world. Okay. So there's a lot of moving parts to this story. Let's set the scene a little bit. Uh, let's transition just so we understand who the players are in this little scenario. Um, I think we should back up. Charlie, can you give us kind of the origin story uh, of Havoc Journal, just so we understand who the players are involved here and we set the scene a little bit so we can then circle back to Elisa and find out more about exactly what happened at the bar. Chris, I'm, I'm worried that that my my Havoc origin story is going to be really lame compared to what Elisa uh, just told the world. And what she said is, is 100% accurate and, um, and totally in keeping with the Havoc Journal brand and with Marty Scovelin and Leo Jenkins. And I hope you can have those guys on the show later on too, because they're amazing human beings. So I, I likewise uh, met Marty and Leo before Blackside Concepts and Havoc Journal were even founded. So Marty Scovelin and I were both members of a special operations themed community bulletin board called shadowspear.com. And we, we, were friends on that site, but of course we'd never met in person. Then when I was in grad school, I, I recognized that most of the folks at Yale have never met anyone in the military at all, which was unfathomable to me because like Elisa, I'm an army brat and I, I grew up in it. So for me to be the only person that most of these folks had ever met who's ever served certainly in Iraq or Afghanistan in in the army in general was completely foreign to me. So what we decided to do is we put on a civ mill conference my my first year there uh, in grad school and I reached around and looked for people who'd be willing to come up to talk about different perspectives to give a feel for these young people who people like me and you and Elisa grew up working for just to statistically if you look who's in charge of the country it's folks that go to Harvard, Yale, Brown, etc. Um, so when they start making decisions about how to employ us and go to war or not, they see us as real people. So we had the CIVMO conference. I needed some folks to come up, and I really wanted someone to come up to give an enlisted perspective. So I I got on the phone to Marty, talked to Marty, said, hey, man, will you come for this? He said, yes, but I'm out of the Ranger Regiment now. I'm recruiting, and there's no way that my boss will let me come 
to, to do this. So I said, okay. So I wrote a, I wrote a, a nice message to the, the commander and I said, hey, it'd really be nice if you had someone with these qualifications come to this event. It's kind of a big deal. And Marty got to come. That's how I met him. That's how I got involved in Havoc. And then Marty and Leo and I, of course, collaborated on Violence of Action uh, about the Ranger Regiment. Great book. First name I ever had a first time I ever had my name on the cover of a book. Very excited about that. Appreciate that, Marty. So Marty Leo and I were in business together and the business was going well, black side concepts. And then it got to the point where it was good enough that we could sell it off and cash out. So Marty and Leo and I made the decision that black side concepts would we we'd sell off the pieces of, of the company and my portion of the proceeds was that was I kept Havoc Journal. So I didn't start Havoc Journal. Marty Scovlin started it. Elisa came on board about the same time I did, and we've been working together ever since. But I own it now, and and uh, and I'm the guy that's running it, and that's why I'm on your show, Chris. Let's let's get to the real meat of this podcast, which is Elisa. How the hell did you end up in a biker bar, getting an <laughs> IV from a ranger uh, who is? Uh, so first off, I got I got to back up. So hold on, just so I I'm clear, and this is kind of unfair because you're right, Charlie. I should have Marty and Leo on to talk a little bit more about this, but since Lisa was there, she can fill in some of these details. So they were trying to start a chapter of a biker club, but they needed territorial permission to do that from all the other biker clubs. So somehow Lisa, you ended up at a biker bar in the middle of this like meeting of the five families of all the (laughs) biker bars in the area. Is that, did I get that right? Generally? Um, For the most part. So it was, uh, a variety of different rangers that had come in town who wanted to actually see Marty and Leo off on their adventure. They, um, Marty and Leo were not part of that biker club, um, from what I remember. And so it was just, uh, I, I just, the most amount of men and high testosterone in one, it was actually a hipster bar that I walked into. And then obviously we started bar hopping afterwards and had copious amounts of whiskey. And, um, we ended up over at a friend's house and, uh, I looked at two of my friends, one who is an ER, a registered ER nurse and uh, Leo, who's army medic, and I'm usually really hard to stick with a needle. And um, I said, who can find my veins first for an IV so that I would feel fantastic the next day and could keep going on my weekend long all-American <laughs> party weekend. No, I, it sounds it, like it a banner a weekend. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was fantastic. And this... that's when I knew I needed to be part of uh, what was then Black Side Concepts and Havoc Journal was under underneath uh, Marty and Leo's and than Charlie's brand. So I needed to so be part have, of it. <laughs> no, no, clearly. Yeah. And so uh, has this ever been written up? Did you ever do, do anybody do editorial due diligence and say, that's probably a story that should be told? I, I have a few stories on my personal Facebook page and a photo from that evening. I don't have a photo of uh, myself with the IV hanging from my friend's kitchen cabinet going into my arm, but gotcha. I, <laughs> no, I, I deep six the evidence also. No, that's fine. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't blame you. Uh, my mom no, was this not just sounds super like a proud ton of me <laughs> the next day. Well, no, but, but I, I definitely think there's at least several great articles that can come out of that. If not, <laughs> maybe a short novella or something. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we won't, 
we'll we'll leave off the interrogation of Lisa Suderman <laughs> for the time being. But um, no, that's great. That that just man, you threw a lot at us right off the bat, so I couldn't <laughs> let that go. Hey, Chris, um, I, I got to interject here, man. I, I got to admit, this is the first time I've heard this story. Seriously? I, I, yes, sir, 100%. So Elisa was one of the first people we brought on at Blackside, but Marty was out. Marty and Leo were out there in Colorado. And I just assumed there was like a formal call for applications and Elisa showed up in a business suit with her CV <laughs> and, and, and the whole thing. I had no idea this is how it went down. I, I love my job even more now having heard that story. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you feel about the decision-making process now having heard that story? I yeah. Know. That clearly didn't bother you. Yeah. Hey, we're still around, so. It's true. It is true. Yeah. Hey, Chris, as you you know, I mean, the Marine Corps started in Tun Tavern. It started in a bar. So I think uh, Havoc Havoc Journal's getting our most important uh, colleague through bar hopping and and very sketchy IV receiving is is 100% legit. Well, it's pretty funny, actually, because Elisa, like, and I know this just from my interactions with Elisa on the um, on the Facebook page and over the years that I've been contributing to Havoc Journal, mm-hmm. how she is regarded yes. is you honestly would think that you got her through like some, yeah, exec search, like, <laughs> oh yeah, well, she's our chief marketing officer. There's a rigorous <laughs> process. No, no, I, like I, I always heard about her, like really from you. Uh, like Charlie, yeah. when you'd say, "Well, we got to yeah. run this by Lisa," you know, yeah. it's like, "Oh, okay, Lisa, she's really got her shit together." Mm-hmm. C- clearly, she does. Um, you know, clearly, this this not everyone could have made it through that vetting process. So, um, probably a lesson in there for uh, potential for HR personnel worldwide about how yeah, they no go about doubt. selecting the best people for the job. Yeah, there's a real lesson there. Boy, there's just articles just coming out of this this podcast already that need to be generated. All right. Sweet. Uh, wow. All right. After that origin story, um, I thought it was going to be an origin story on Havoc Journal. It was really an origin story on Elisa Suderman and the perfect way to get a job. Um, okay. We so should do a podcast you, on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I feel like we are now. Yeah, I feel like this is we've just taken this way down a dirt path, and there might not be any turnaround point. Um, so, let, I'm gonna not to get uh, autobiographical myself because there's no way I'm gonna match that. But um, I want to say a little bit about how I came to Havoc Journal only as a prelude for context to uh, what I think is valuable about Havoc Journal. Um, because my my the how I got involved is so trivial compared to Elisa. But um I was at an airport, I was going on an assignment, I was at one of those kiosks where um, you know, you're uh you is I think it was in Newark at Newark Airport, and uh I was sitting at a this uh like bar table. Maybe bars are a common theme here. Anyway, but it's one of those ones where it has the uh tablet on your table and mm-hmm. you can check out the internet while you're there. And uh, somehow I stumbled onto Havoc Journal, and it was shockingly easy to find the contact information of how you could apply. And um, yeah, I guess this is a theme. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe posting at bars and uh, making it shockingly easy to get on board, you end up finding the right people. Anyway, uh, point being, that's how I came on board. And since then, what I've really grown to love about Havoc Journal, and I, I feel like it's important to say um, – Charlie, a lot of it, in my experience, has been you. Um, you set a tone where there's an incredible freedom for vets to write whatever the hell they want, and um, I'm a great example of that. I'm I'm very much uh, I, I was in the military for 14 years, but I don't really consider myself 
very military in a lot of ways. Um, my sensibilities aren't that probably because I came in much later. It wasn't my first job out of high school. It wasn't, the army didn't raise me. I kind of came there. Um, I think I went through basic at 32. So, um, so for me, when I want to write stuff, it might not be what, um, you know, a 26 year old former 11 Bravo infantryman, um, might want to write about. Um, and it doesn't matter. Everybody can write whatever they want. It can be opinionated. Um, it can be whimsical. Uh, I, I just think it's a great resource. It, I know for me, it's been a lot of therapy and a lot of self-care just in the act of writing. And the community has been great. Um, so that's what I've loved about it. Um, has that also been that way, though, for you? Or has it being in a managerial position, Charlie, have you found that it's like, uh, well, I got to keep my left and right brains kind of separate but equal, and I can't really you know, see the forest for the trees here. No, I, I think you hit on it completely, Chris. And I think in a later episode, I would like our audience to hear your origin story because you've had, uh, a, I'll just say it's unique, a set of experiences in and out of the military. And I, I hope we can talk about that uh, down the road for sure. But with regard to, to the points that you just raised, I think you hit immediately and exactly why we do it, why Elisa does it, why I do it, why, why Mike Warnock, who edits the Havard Journal for us now, does it. And it's for the vets, and it's for the veteran community, which, as you know, and most of our readers know, that we see as very inclusive. It's not just military veterans. It's also first responders. It's police. It's private security contractors who contracted with the government. And it's all of the people who care about those people. And if if it's our, our writing criteria is very simple. If it's, if it's factual, if it's well-written, and if we think our audience will react to it, we'll publish it. And like you said, you can be controversial. You can be opinionated and, and we will publish it if it meets those criteria. And I don't even have to agree with it. I've published articles back when I was editing the journal before Mike took over that were rebuttals to things that I wrote. I was proud of this mm. piece. I posted it. Someone wrote in, it was like, your article is stupid. Here's why. But of course, much more professional than that. And we ran it. So I, I appreciate you saying that. And that's why we do it. And that's why none of our writers get paid. Why, uh, while all, why all our money goes back into doing what we do to give veterans uh, and their, and their supporters a voice in the community. And that's how we see a Havoc Journal. No, absolutely. There was one thing, you know, when I looked through, I don't know if it was the media packet or mm-hmm. what it was that you sent me, but I looked through uh, kind of all the founding documentation mm-hmm. of, and, and kind of background of Havoc Journal. One of the things that really stood out to me was your kind of after the fact acronymization, mm-hmm. if you will, of what mm-hmm. Havoc means. Can you just talk through what, what you, you kind of conceptualized Havoc being an acronym for? Absolutely. So Havoc, H-A-V-O-K. So the word Havoc with a K is something that Marty came up with. And we already talked about how, how Marty Scovlin founded the Havoc Journal uh, many years ago. And I was one of the, the first editors of it. So everyone wants to know what Havoc means. And they, they almost always misspell our company's name. They spell it the proper way with a C, H-A-V-O-C. So people ask me what Havoc with a K stands for. And of course, we're not just going to say that we thought it sounded cool because that's exactly why we called it Havoc Journal. So everything in the military has an acronym. And I thought, what would, what would H-A-V-O-K stand for if it were actually an acronym? And we came up with Have a Voice Outside of Killing, H-A-V-O-K. And when we think about veterans and the, the national 
I don't like saying trauma, but the national experience that, that so many veterans have had since 9-11 and their experiences in combat and coming back home and things like that, it's very therapeutic, as you said, Chris, to just see your words in writing. And vets get so excited when they see one of their pieces posted in a Havoc Journal because they like the Havoc Journal and they know we have a huge audience. They know that we're very big in the veteran community. And they're like, hey, I, I never thought that someone like your organization would post something that I wrote. And I know exactly where they're coming from because I didn't start writing with the Havoc Journal. I started with uh, with Ranger Up when they had their blog going. And I remember the mm-hmm. first time I saw one of my articles, which I wrote under a pseudonym, on Ranger Up and how exciting and therapeutic that was for me. And that's yeah. what we try to bring to vets. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. Um, and I, I'm glad you addressed that it's for vets and also for everyone else um, because you know, maybe they weren't, they haven't been involved in, you know, maybe it's it's not that they feel they need to have a voice outside of killing because maybe they weren't in the military. Right. Maybe they were, you know, at a biker bar and needed an IV <laughs> and we're like, boy, I've got some stories to tell, you know? So it, it really, we hit the whole full range, this full spectrum of humanity. Um, <laughs> okay. So listen, um, no, that's awesome. And I love, I love the acronym Havoc. I, I, I think that's so cool. Um, and, uh, it actually helped clarify some things for me too. Um, so before we um, normally, if the, going forward, obviously this is our pilot, mm-hmm. but going forward, what the format will be, we'll kind of talk about some news items, talk about mm-hmm. stuff we've seen that week, things we want to discuss. And, um, and then we'll kind of come to a final segment where we do something where we'll talk about um, something that's really working for us. Hey, uh, I, tried sleeping upside down like a bat and uh, my, you know, my cholesterol's dropped a hundred points. I don't know, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I, I don't have a name for it yet. I don't, I, I was okay. like, ah, we did call it a chaser, a palate cleanser, Pepto-Bismol. I don't know. It's something that gives us relief after the full bulk of, of the podcast because this is a pilot and it's a little bit different though. Um, I thought we'd talk about Havoc Journal pieces okay. that we think have uh, symbolized kind of or captured the essence of Havoc Journal. Like when we think of Havoc Journal, oh yeah, this is the P, this is what I'm talking about. This is the essence of what Havoc Journal is. Um, Lisa, let me start with you. What comes to mind for you? What pieces stand out as like classic? Oh, that's such a classic Havoc Journal piece. Um, so I couldn't narrow down to just one. So I have three of them. And cool. um, the the first one is a piece written by Shane Snell and it is the story of Rippets and how he had uh, drank, uh, I think they called it a case race. And you would drink a whole case full of Rippets oh, when you're downrange. <laughs> and I suppose he had to go out yes. of the wire Sorry, yeah, and keep with going. someone yeah, high I remember up, this one. Um, yeah. And he took a massive dump. He had to go to the bathroom and had no other avenue. And the story is comical and takes back a lot of our readers to their rip it moments. And so I think that's one of my favorite stories that we have. And we've also got um, a little bit more of a heavy hitting side to us. And so one of my favorite uh, pieces of poetry that we've published is called Empty Chairs. And uh, the last part of that, I'm going to quote it really quick, is um, it really talks about everything that guys feel and gals feel when they come back home and they've lost either folks to suicide or 
um, killed in action. And it says, I demand your action, or I'm sorry, I demand your courage yeah. to keep moving on. I demand your life to be lived, not to be shit on. I demand your best, your talents, your strength. I demand all I have given you. You've never been faint. Your friends who are gone, they paid the price. Don't trample on their sacrifice. Don't throw away your life. Lift up your head. Lift up your mind. See all before you, all the blessings to find. There is hope, strong warrior. There is still so much in store. Take your seat at my table and know that you are cherished, admired, loved, and adored. And I think that really kind of captures the essence of Havoc Journal, where you don't have to be somebody yeah. who has served in a, a capacity to uh, their local communities or far away. Um, if you need somewhere to come and sit and talk and let's talk through mental health and uh, traumatic brain injuries and uh, relationship issues as it relates to the military community. Um, let's let's dive down and, and get to the root of it and then let's write about it. <laughs> so I think um, those two are my favorite. And That's then right. obviously my final yeah. one is called um, We Are Useful Idiots. It was written by Alice at Atalanta uh, last year and it really kind of captures the critical thinking side of our platform and dives into very current events, but has a very world wide view, a, a very macroscopic perspective of what's going on in the world. And I think that obviously over the past year, that's been so important to keep that macroscopic view because we are so focused on mm -hmm. internal, internal national messaging that it, it just gets so clouded and you can't see outside of it and see she captures everything that is necessary for critical thinking um, and really inspired and, and affected a lot of change through this piece into a far reaching realm of readers. So those are my yeah. three favorite. I'm no, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, yes. that was a great piece that she wrote. Absolutely. I, I remember reading it and just the title alone hooked me. I was like, oh man, finally somebody's going to address this. And, yes. um, and she really, hit exactly the points she needed to make uh, to really sell that. Before we get off you, Elisa, who was the the poet uh, that wrote the poem? Um, the poet said. is actually anonymous. Um, Charlie and I oh, okay. believe that All he right. was still active and wanted to just remain gotcha. anonymous. That makes it even more appropriate as something that Havoc would publish. Yeah. Yes. As a true voice, a true outlet for somebody serving. Man, that's great. That's awesome. Charlie, what about you? So I've got a, I've got a, double down on the case study Ramadi about the Rippet Ranger. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it because Elisa summed it up pretty well. That is hilarious uh, story. I, and it's also the first one that we had that got over 100,000 views. And I remember when this thing first came out, uh, Marty and I were still working together and I was on a road trip and I stopped at the gas station while I was gassing up. I checked Google Analytics to see how we were doing and I couldn't believe what I saw there. And I called Marty and I'm like, hey man, is this accurate? And he got on analytics. He's like, yeah, bro, that, that thing's blowing up huge. And what I liked about it is it's, no it's very, yeah. <laughs> indeed. And it's, it's very Joe, it's very Joe humor. So anyone who's yeah. a vet is going to read this and just giggle their butts off. Uh, my wife is in for 10 years and she also served in, in JSOC in uh, 2ID and 101st. And she, let's just say her, her, um, her sense of humor is much more elevated than mine. But even when she read it, she was laughing the whole time through because it's 
very relatable. And Shane Snell is just a heck of a rider. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to, to other other things with it, I mean, if, if people are looking for articles to read in the Havoc Journal, I'd say anything by Jimmy Gagliano or, or Kevin Wilson. Those are some of our our most prolific and most uh, verbose writer. Jimmy has had some amazing experiences in and out of uniform and written some great yeah. pieces for us. And now he's in the big leagues at CNN and uh, is, is still a, a member of our group and, and grateful for his support. Marshall McGurk and, and Mike Kelvington are both still on active duty in the Special Forces and, and Rangers uh, respectively great writers very relevant deep thinkers and then the the specific article i want to mention chris another deep article called the morning after i killed myself and yeah. what was interesting about this one first of all it's 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 deep it's a deep deep article about suicide i don't want to hit the 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 i don't want to to spoil it for people who haven't read it yet but this is kind of typical of the way we act on the havoc journal so this this woman who wrote this piece meggie royer not a vet, not affiliated in any way with the Havoc Journal. I was on Facebook one day and someone posted this off of Imgur and I read it and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so amazing and so relevant to the veteran community. Not a vet, not wow. written about vets, but yeah. something that we can relate to. So I got in contact with her. I was like, hey, can we post this? And she's like, yeah, man, you know, if it helps, do what you want to do with it. And that also it was a huge piece for us. I don't know if Elisa knows off the top of her head how many views we got, but several hundred thousand views off this article. We run it every year. Very powerful. So that's one of my faves. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I've read that and you're right. It's um, there's a real marriage between hitting heavy subjects, and um, and getting perspective on them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's where Havoc Journal finds it, whether it's through humor, uh, like with Shane Snell's piece, or whether it's um, even from a non-veteran perspective. Uh, I, absolutely, I think that really uh, that sums up an awful lot. I was going to name two pieces myself, um, just because they're both sort of recent. Mm. And um, they uh, caught my eye, uh, so I thought I'd throw them out. Uh, the one, <laughs> Don't Thank Me for My Service by J.C. Glick. Um, great piece. I completely disagree with it, um, <laughs> but it's uh, but I, I, I think he captured that argument really, really well and um, great perspective on it. And if I could, I, I thought about writing a rebuttal to it, and then I was like, ah, I don't want to be a dick, but I was like, I got, I got to figure out a way to do this, um, without looking like I'm, I'm trying to undercut somebody on it. Uh, cause I have my own feelings about it, but great piece and, um, articulate, uh, poignant, uh, and, and I think, uh, makes the, the strongest case you can possibly make for it. Um, so I thought that was a great piece. Um, Mike Warnock, our editor oh, yeah. wrote, uh, in the shadow of JSOC, yep. obviously, which Charlie, you shared with me, um, and I'd actually already seen it on the site, um, but just a, a great piece, um, something that meant a lot to me personally, uh, something that um, I'm sure meant a lot to a lot of people personally, but about his dad and his dad uh, being with JSOC for, what was it, 37 years? Is yeah. That, I think I have that number right. And Charlie, you, of course, served with his dad yep. in JSOC. Um, and again, I won't you know put up spoilers right now about, about the piece. Everyone should check it out. Um, just a really... Uh, poignant uh, personal story that I think has a lot of relevance to um, 
fathers and sons and that family dynamic Absolutely. of anyone committed to a, a certain career choice, whether it's the military or not. I'm, I'm sure there's people in Hollywood, you know, if your father's a famous director who's out all the time, you know, and chooses that line of work over necessarily being at home with your family, um, doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means how do you, as the child, reconcile with that? Uh, I think that's a really, um, really interesting article. Hey, Chris, both those pieces are amazing. I, I'm glad you brought both of them up. So in the shadow, JSOC is one of my favorites also. I didn't mention it because I, I'm emotionally vested in that article. And like you said, I don't want to spoil it for our audience, but I, I want to address each one of those articles you mentioned briefly. First of all, uh, JC Glick, amazing guy. Have you, have you ever talked to him personally? I haven't. No, I just saw all his right. bio and that's why I thought I'd you know keep my ammo dry until I really have a <laughs> phenomenal rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> no, first of all, I think he would welcome uh, welcome the rebuttal, and I I think I tend to agree with you over JC on this article. But like you said, when when we consider what we're going to publish, you read that article and you're like, this is a good piece. This is a very yeah. valid point of view. I have a different point of view, but that was JC's, and as you know, the veteran community is huge, and we try to represent as many different views as possible. So JC wrote in with that. Uh, I was like, I, I don't agree 100% with this. I, and I thought about writing a rebuttal also, but I was too busy rebutting too many other things uh, to, to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, JC, I've, I've actually uh, been on his podcast. He's got one with, uh, with, with Kerry Patton, Coaching the Coach. And I've mm. been on there and those are, that's an amazing duo. And I think you ought to, you ought to think about having JC and Carrie uh, on your show as well, because they are funny dudes, uh, but both highly skilled veterans. I think you'd enjoy it. And then yeah. as far as the, in the shadow JSOC, just briefly. So Mike and I were best friends growing up in Fayetteville, North Carolina since the eighth grade. Um, his dad and my dad both worked at JSOC, although not in the same section. And Mike's dad, Mike Warnock Sr., was in JSOC so long that I went through high school, uh, uh, college, and up to being a major in the Army, and he was still there as a retired guy. I came back to JSOC, and I was one of the plank holders for the Joint Exploitation Squadron, and in, in, uh, I was CI Human Troop, and Mr. Warnock was there, and he ended up being my deputy. Now, if you think about the, the relationship, this was my best wow. friend's father since I was eighth in eighth grade. I took his, I took his Miss Mike Warnock Sr.'s, daughter to her prom our mike was the best man at my wedding and now he's working for me at jsoc now fortunately jsoc's a, a different animal mr warnock just made it not awkward but anyone anyone that listens to havoc journal should read that article because that's that's a perspective you don't see and i was so proud of mike jr for writing that piece yeah no you know it is i, I can only imagine um just the the awkward dynamic that, that could be could have been and uh yeah, man. What a, what a story. Definitely a great piece. Uh, guys, since this is the pilot, we'll wrap it up. We won't okay. do a full hour. Um, I think this went, you know, less than, uh, maybe less than perfect, but uh, better than terrible, maybe. Sort I, of. I thought it went fine. I yeah. really enjoyed it. And Chris, like we said, Elisa and I have talked for years for years and years, not four years, four years about having a podcast. And I'm so grateful to you and Michael for making this a reality. Yes. Well, yeah. And I got to thank Mike Neal, our producer, um, who obviously saved us. What hopefully <laughs> none of you listening will hear is uh, the technical uh, screw ups that we had at the beginning and uh, all I'm happy to say on my end. So it makes me feel really good about myself and my technical competency, but Michael <laughs> saved us from that, which is awesome. Hopefully it won't affect anything. Um, Charlie, Elisa, yeah. thank yes. you guys. 
Really appreciate you. you guys being here uh, for the pilot episode. And uh, next week, who knows who we'll have on? It might be both you guys again. It might be somebody else. I don't know. I haven't reached out yet and <laughs> uh, gone with that, but we'll figure it out. Hey, thanks, Chris. Really enjoyed it and look, looking forward to seeing you uh, run with the show. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So the, uh, this show's going to get posted uh, due to the way that the podcast gods work. It's probably going to be about a week or two before this will Great. actually hit the listener's ears. Uh, when it's out there, we'll be on iTunes, Google, Stitcher. So if you're listening to us right now, that's where you're hearing us from. That's awesome. Please leave us a five-star review. Subscribe. Uh, we really appreciate it. I think it was Winston Churchill who said, uh, you have a right to criticize if you have a heart to help. Of course, Winston Churchill said a lot of things, but I think that was one of them. Um, so if you need to criticize us, God bless, we'll take it. But if you still leave a five-star review, that'd be awesome because um, the metrics matter. Uh, but then after this pilot gets posted, that will allow us to post our next episode, which uh, we should be recording uh, next week. So in the meantime, please go to Havoc Journal. By the time this is posted, by the time you're listening to this podcast, we're going to have links on the website to the podcast. Please download the episodes. Please subscribe. Uh, and as I said, the five-star review would be awesome. Um, we didn't get into it with Charlie, this go around next time uh, he's on. We can touch on this more. Uh, he's the executive director, as I said before, of a really important charity, Second Mission. Uh, please visit their website, secondmissionfoundation.org. You can learn a whole lot more about it. It's a great foundation. If you're interested in Havoc Journal, interested in what goes on there, you will absolutely be interested in what Charlie's doing at Second Mission Foundation. Um, if you want to hear any more of my rantings and ravings outside of Havoc Journal, you can always find me at savagewonder.substack.com. Again, a big thanks to Michael Neal, our producer. And on behalf of Charlie Faint and Elisa Suderman, I'm Christopher Paul Meyer. We will see you next time for the Weekly Havoc. I worked in radio. I don't know. Um, I worked in radio for three and a half years and I was always behind the scenes of that as well and you have an amazing voice and uh, for this and I, I think that's really important I've heard some podcasts lately and I just can't even make it for, through the first 10 minutes because I can't stand their voices so oh thanks Lisa hey bro I, I think I think she ju I think she just said you had a face for radio I think that's what I just heard <laughs> Don't think it went unnoticed when Michael was like, maybe we can turn the cameras off. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs>